0: So recently I was a guest on a podcast and the host asked me why my book wasn't more popular. She thought it belonged in the same class of mega bestsellers like Atomic Habits or Deep Work and was surprised when it wasn't in the same league for popularity. Now, first of all, it's deeply flattering to be told that your work is underrated. But I think some people's surprise that a moderately popular thing isn't super popular stems from a cognitive illusion. Why bestsellers seem common. Okay, try to imagine every book you've ever read, seen, or heard about. How many books would that be? Maybe a 1,000? It's probably not more than 10,000 unless you're an avid bibliophile or you work in publishing. Now try to guess how many books are actually written. For published books, estimates range from 500,000 to 1 million books are published, including self-published books. That will be closer to 4 million books. The Library of Congress has 32 million catalog books, which is an undercount of every book ever written. So that means every book you've ever heard about, let alone read, makes up less than 00003 percent of all the books that exist. Furthermore, the books you've heard about are not a randomly selected sample. The likelihood that you've heard about a book corresponds fairly closely with its popularity in the general marketplace. The average traditionally published book sells a few thousand copies in its lifetime. In contrast, mega bestsellers sell tens of millions. the picture that the average reader gets of the market looks a little bit like this, but the reality of publishing is actually this. The handful of people who are ever so kindly thinking I'm underrated are probably thinking of a dozen or so popular books of the same genre. Owing to the biases that I've just mentioned, these examples are disproportionately drawn from the pool of enormously successful books. They notice that my book is somewhat less successful than those elite cohort of books and find it surprising. These people are missing the hundreds of thousands of books that are similar to mine in quality or better that they've never heard of because they aren't bestsellers. Now this analysis applies to any kind of creative work. We watch famous YouTubers with millions of subscribers and ignore the vast majority who have less than a thousand. We hear about research done by elite scientists from Harvard and MIT, but not work from ordinary academics. Music, movies, journalism, athletics, and countless other fields all suffer from the same distortion. I'm intensely grateful to have achieved a place in my career where people can buy my book and I get invited to talk on podcasts. Most people don't even get this much, even those whose work really deserves it. What about quality? Don't better books sell more? Of course, books that become bestsellers isn't an entirely random process, I've been envious of James Clear's writing ability since before he wrote Atomic Habits, so it wasn't surprising to me when his book became a major hit. He's a thoughtful and engaging writer. Now, while there are snobs who argue that book's popularity is a sign of low quality, I think this take reflects a particular taste rather than describing a general feature of the mass market. However, even if you try to argue that popularity is perfectly correlated with underlying writing ability, the two scales differ by orders of magnitude. If writing quality exists on a scale from 1 to 100, book sales range from zero to tens of millions. Thus, even in a world where writing quality perfectly predicted sales, it is still really unfair. Those who are ever so slightly better can reap hundreds or thousands of times the rewards. Except almost no one believes that a book's quality perfectly predicts success. Books succeed in part because of quality, but also because of random factors that neither the author nor an outside observer could easily predict. Those who become phenomenal bestsellers are often just as surprised as anyone that their book has taken off. What level of success should you expect? So at its heart, this suggests a rather pessimistic downgrading of our ability to succeed in fields like book publishing. If we're greatly exaggerating the proportion of books that become bestsellers, we're implicitly overestimating our odds of success. I think there's some truth to this. Success at an extreme level is usually the overlap of many competing factors, only some of which are in your control. If your personal definition of success, or happiness, depends on being in that rarefied elite, this analysis should chasten you to the reality of that goal. Even if you're pursuing more modest levels of success, however, thinking this way can help you do better. When success is much rarer than you think, you need to pay close attention to what works and work hard to master the fundamental skills of your craft and ensure you're committed to making it work. Having achieved modest popularity, I'm thankful for everyone who enjoys my work. Whether you think my work is underrated or overrated, I'm endlessly grateful for the opportunity to write and talk about things that I find interesting for a living. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to get five of my audiobooks for free, just go to scotthyoung.com podcast.